Soy, the final frontier. I am Comrade Britt. And I am Pat Fix. These are the voyages of the starship USS Topher Grace, our ongoing mission. To seek out new episodes, both cringe and based. And to boldly go to Lower Deck Season 4! Soy Trek the Podcast is here. Soy Trek, one half vegan, one half queer. 100% communist. Unless we have a less leftist guest. Talking, joking, farting and shitting All about Star Trek Like our buttholes, the show is Trek Soy Trek, the podcast is here So listen to Soy Trek right in your ears That's how we do. That's how we do around here, boy. We do a ho 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 with a dun 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 and a what and a what and a what. Ho 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 and a yeah 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 and a what and a what and a what. Come. Love it. Yeah. Sounds good. What's going on over there? Eh, playing with some scissors. Yeah. How do you feel about doing the <laughs> podcast now that we do the podcast across from each other instead of right next to each other? It's good. It's 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 better. Do you think? Yeah. I'm able to manspread. Mm. You were always able to manspread. Oh, yeah. I them spread. I, you I, them I, spread. Do, I, I have these long ass fucking spider legs. It's true. I've got a. I, I wear size uh, 30, 38 pants. Length? Length. Wow. Yeah. 30 waist, 38 length. I'm like 32 length. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what most people are. It's, yeah. I think it's 30 or 32 is yeah. like the most common pant lengths. Mm hmm. Which is I, I I I'm jealous of that because I wish I could get pants that are like too long and then mm -hmm. like cuff them because I like that look a lot mm -hmm. because it's really gay. Yeah. Um, but like I can't find pants that are too long. Yeah. I can find pants that fit, but I have to buy them from like americantall.com. Yeah, you got to go to the big and tall store. Yeah, uh, coupon code SoyTrek. Uh, <laughs> it's going to give you the air message. <laughs> it's going to give you the air message. That's all you get. And yeah, and go and, and they're just going to be selling you uh, like a lot of just different styles of moo moo. And uh -huh. you're like, no, I'm here for pants. I yeah. Want pants. Not yeah, I, I like I like pants because pants are warm. Yeah, and uh, especially in the winter, you know, I can't be wearing a dress and a skirt and mm. like sh the shortest shorts imaginable. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a shorts year round guy. Yeah, yeah, you're. I feel like you radiate heat a lot better than I do, I and, do. and you circulate heat a lot better than I do. I always I always run too hot. I'm, yeah. I'm just like you can put a you can put some water on me and they'll make it boil. Yeah, <laughs> fry an egg on that boy. Fry an egg on that. Put some old bay up on it. Old bay. Yeah. Thanks for saving that one for me. I'm absolutely losing it. So we don't have ads, but you should go to our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS. Yeah. Sign up. There's a lot of tiers, lots of cool stuff you can get. There's a lot of tears on my side. T E A R S. Get it, folks. Get it. Get it. Always crawling in my skin. I don't have that sound effect anymore. Sorry. Shit. I have this one, though. 
Hell yeah. Yeah, always have that. <laughs> what else do I got on this board? Um, oh, I have, I have the uh, applause. Oh, fun. You got some booze. Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. That one gets a lot of play. Yeah. I very rarely hear the applause. Yeah, well, you shouldn't. <laughs> That's by design and by by merit also. Yes, and by yeah. merit. Yeah. Got, this got, is a meritocracy. Here, here's another one that I'm going to be getting a lot of use out of. Crickets. Mm. It's like cricket, actually. Mm. Oh. Do, do, are there crickets out in Washington State? Not really. I'm That's sure why. there are maybe in like eastern Washington. Mm. But, yeah, not around here. Yeah, I was wondering about that. Not exactly the right climate. I think it gets too cold in the winter for them to really survive mm. much out here. Yeah, because I was know. reading something about how, like, the world, like, the reason why you don't see as many bugs is because, like, we've lost a third of our biomass in, like, 25 years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, the Of flying bugs? Yeah. Like, we've lost, yeah, like, uh, we're only down to 60% of what we were in, like, 2002 or something yeah. like that. It's, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. Uh, oh, we so got this the world's, sound not, the world's not ending. Yeah, we, we got this sound effect. Oh, oh, I bet I you're wondering that. how I got here. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. DJing. Yeah. DJ Scratch. Like, you did what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. We got the air horn, of course. The, mm. the shotgun. Yeah, shotgun. Yeah, what do you what what should I add to this board? Mm. And we also have these lovely effects oh, i love the effects yeah the effects are like my new favorite thing yeah because now we can just do a cave podcast yeah welcome to the cave bridge <laughs> we can make it seem like we're spelunking and doing a podcast oh yeah that's a good idea like yeah this is our first time spelunking uh <laughs> this is an unmapped cave so we're I, just gonna see what happens i read a book on knots before i came i'm not an expert on knots <laughs> It was a picture book, Patrick. <laughs> what have you done? <laughs> Actually, you know, I think a picture book would probably be the most reasonable thing for, for a not tying. Yeah, not that tying. would actually make a lot of sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was trying to make a joke, but then I'm like, no, that actually makes a lot of actually, sense for Actually, yeah, yeah, it would need to be like an Ikea mm -hmm. um, booklet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> book booklet. Or <laughs> instructions. Yeah. Yeah, I'm into Shibari. I've uh, read a uh, pamphlet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't ever read the Shibari Shibari manual right before. Always always get well acquainted with your Shibari knots. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah you never want to do it on the fly. No. No, you want to get practice on something. I, I actually have a, a like a dummy mm. that I practice on. Oh, that's that's in my storage unit. I haven't done it in a while. I need to, need to bring back out that rope tie. Do some ties. Do some ties. Do some ties. I wonder if, there, if there's ever like, you know, on fish, fishermen vessels, you know, like mm -hmm. they see a guy do a knot. And then you see him do a shibari knot, and they're like, you horny bitch. <laughs> I mean, where do you think, like, all of this started, man? People getting mm. bored on the sea, having sex. Oh, yeah. They got all this fucking rope that they use for everything aboard a, a vessel like that. Yeah, tie, like when the when the captain commands his crew to tie him to the mast, mm -hmm. you know, and then just get in there, tying him to the mast, and they get a little horny. Hell yeah. <laughs> we love getting horny. You know, I gotta survive. Captain. I gotta see through the storm. Tie me to tie me to the mast, me hearties. And it's yeah. like, oh god, oh god, oh god. 
Yes. Harder. Harder. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's what daddy like. You be keen with your knots. I don't feel me, me hands or anything slipping out anytime soon. I be a good knot time lad. Fuck, I'm getting so hard. I'm getting so hard, Captain. <laughs> Cool. Cool. <laughs> there's, there's a whole, there's a whole thing that could be, in, uh, a, a whole like TV show that can be come from this. The horny sea captain. <laughs> I mean, the, the Nemo was kind of that, right? Oh, He's and also un- horny the, uh, for revenge. The the that that recent like HBO show that could be a thing in it. Uh, the, um, what's up? The one with um, is like the Black Flag one. Mm-hmm. Had um. Taki Watiti in it. Oh yeah, yeah. Our flag means death. Our flag means death. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that that's a fun little show. Yeah, yeah. It's it's very it's a little twee sometimes. A little, very twee. Uh, but it's 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 cute. You know, it's it's what it's trying to be. I think. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And if if you're not into really like kind of saccharine heavy heavy handed, I don't know. It it was it was pretty good when I watched it. It's not like something i finished or is my favorite comedy no. but i can see the appeal to some people i guess yeah. pirates there, there are very few pirate tv shows yeah 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 that can change yeah i know a lot of people who are huge fans of it though and i'm like all right that's yeah. your thing that's cool that's your thing but you know that's the one dude from um by the concords in it oh yeah i, I like him he's yeah. fun he's he, good oh wait is it the same one that was in um uh the avatar or is it the other one? Oh, it's a different one. Oh, different. Yeah, one. it's a uh, the main guy. Yeah, he was also the one of the. Square. Oh wait, wait, it wasn't. Was it? Is their manager that's in there? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he was also is his like name Rhett or no, some, it's uh, Rhett's the other Fly the Concord. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, th- that was the guy who was also in uh, the original What We Do in the Shadows. Right, right, right. Uh, right he right, was right. he was one of the werewolves. Or yeah, we're, we're werewolves, not swearwolves. <laughs> <laughs> such a good line <laughs> um all right do we want to jump into the episode let's do it what we watched today uh what did we watch oh yeah that's right uh the two vix uh episode uh season four episode one of lower decks right and this is spelled t-w-o-v-i-x yeah. this is obviously a play on t-u-v-i-x uh the voyager episode yeah, which is heavily heavily referenced in this it, episode it's the sequel it, it is, yeah. It's yeah, like a direct two, sequel. Two, yeah. two Vix, two Furious. Yeah. yeah. That should have been. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's good. Wait, say that one again. Two Vix, two Furious. Yeah, we love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this one was written by uh, one Barry J. Kelly. Uh, sorry, it was directed by Barry J. Kelly, who has directed five episodes of Lower Decks, including Second Contact, uh, which is the pilot of the series, mm. which is pretty good. So he's he's pretty accomplished in the world of the, this. He's directed some pretty good episodes. Yeah. Uh, so betting on a proven player there. And then we got uh, Jason Zurek, who has uh, written nine episodes of Lower Decks, including the season openers to season two and three and four. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he's he's like the the strong opener guy. Yeah. Um uh let's see here. Uh oh no, and that was I'm sorry, it was co-directed by him. This one was written by Mike McCann. Mm. Uh 
uh, who is the series creator, also former producer on Rick and Morty, mm. and then the uh, current producer of, um, was it Solar Opposites? I don't know if you watched that one at all. Yeah, I watched it. I, watched, I think I watched it the first episode. So yeah. it's written, written by the showrunner. Nice. But, yeah, yeah. Is he, is he still doing Solar Opposites? I think he's still the showrunner of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He advertises it at least a yeah. lot, so I yeah, imagine and, so. Yeah, I know they cut. Uh, they, I mean, probably not now that the writer strike is happening. But, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And but they did show like how they've cut ties with Justin Rowland, so like uh, mm-hmm. the, like the two guys have, uh, or the main guy has a completely new voice. He's like a British person now. Cool. And uh, Solar Opposites. They they just didn't even give a fuck. They didn't even try to. Yeah, they, there was or, a there was, was a, a new there, main guy. There was like a a thing where he gets shot in the throat, <laughs> and then like they calibrate, oh. and then they calibrate his voice, and he's just like, and he just talks like a British person now. That's funny. Yeah, I kind of like that actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they haven't they haven't revealed the new voices for the new Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't I have I have haven't watched Rick and Morty in a while. Like, but uh, they did release an ad where it's mm-hmm. just like um, the mom and the daughter talking. They're very, they're making sure not to reveal what the new voice actors are on that yet. So fair, yeah, probably wise. Yeah, so they'll get harassed. Yeah, <laughs> fanboys. Yeah, get death threats. So let's jump right into this bad boy. Let's do it. The USS Cerritos drops out of warp in the Portello system. On the bridge, Commander Jack Ransom asks Captain Carol Friedman about their mission, but it's highly classified, and even she doesn't have any information mm-hmm. on it. In the Lower Decks crew bunks, Ensign's Mariner, Boimler, uh, and Mariner and Boimler discuss potential possibilities on what the mission is when Boimler gets an assignment for holodeck waste removal, as we saw in, I think, uh, season season two. Yeah. Which, uh, yeah, it's just like a bunch of green stuff. Yeah, you're assuming, like, yeah, that's, like, what every what all the bodily fluids of... of of countless alien species looks like it's right. all like <laughs> or just vulcans come a lot yeah or vulcans just come a lot mm-hmm. yeah and they're just going there for pond far because mm-hmm. we know it's green <laughs> yes so ensigns uh ensigns tendy and talin uh who we we saw uh, became like a main cast member at the end of last season mm-hmm. arrive and after a little more small talk mariner excuses herself reminding boimler to shower the uh holodeck filth off before they meet up for lunch (laughs) as boimler goes about his task of removing the holodeck waste ransom checks in on him and tells him that promotions are soon arriving and he'll be promoted to lieutenant junior grade Mm. so long as nothing goes wrong during the day uh boimler is getting nervous his stuff always seems to go wrong around him but ransom assures him that he would need to fuck up on a historically significant way (laughs) uh to lose the promotion as he leaves boimler drops a canister of waste and nervousness and it leaks very green stuff what do you think is the recipe for holodeck waste exactly like what what proportions of of things because it's 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 like a weird neon green and you figure like people would probably like poop in the holodeck right i'm guessing and so i don't understand how they achieve something that bright exactly hmm I wonder if that that if the the bright greenness is from some sort of like like sanitizer type thing that kind of like nullifies any sort of like ooh like a soap soap liquid yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. something that nullifies like any sort of like biochemical danger it could possibly cause right right yeah. <laughs> it's just like they're just like I mean that'd be a great <laughs> basis for an episode is the holodeck bi- like filters fail 
and like some some <laughs> bioorganism is created out yeah. of <laughs> out of it, right? Yeah, like yeah, that's like like it. Yeah, because you have to wonder like is, like could it possibly like yeah create create life? Because so many just like life giving material, mm-hmm. and then all mixed together has to make a baby. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make a baby gotta make a baby you, you pump enough in that in in a hole you bump it, 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 it make it a baby i don't care who you are i make it a baby and plus they demonstrated like most all these species can create offspring mm-hmm. together so it's just like it's not out of the realm of possibility never out of the realm of possibility no hopefully not yeah <laughs> So, the Cerritos approaches the space station and upon hailing is answered by an alien curator and historian named Tweakle. He's excited. Uh, his name is Beljo Tweakle. Beljo? Beljo Tweakle. <laughs> uh, he's excited. After years of work on his project, it is finally ready to be revealed. Asking if they are transporting art, Tweakle powers up a starship and it is revealed that he has actually been working on the restoration and conservation of the intrepid class. USS motherfucking Voyager, baby. Oh, yeah. And then we get the Voyager theme here, which is really sick. Mm. Uh, but, I mean, it's it's like a really short version before, like, a weird commercial break. Yeah. And then we get a, we get a Voyager theme later, though, which is yeah. nice. Um, so next we get a captain's log. Uh, um, <clears throat> captain's log, stardate 58724.3. In a pleasant surprise, the Cerritos has been tasked with transporting the USS Voyager. Captain Janeway and her crew spent seven years trying to get home from the Delta Quadrant, and they became Federation history in the process. Since their return, Voyager has been decommissioned and preserved for future generations. Her first stop is Starfleet Command, where she'll spend some time on the ground before being permanently stationed in orbit. Uh, and I thought that was a captain's log that actually really pretty well summed up like Voyager. Yeah, it's it's entire run. Um, you know, without going too far into like characters and stuff like that. Yeah, we and also we later see you know through in Picard like it ends up in that one Jordy's uh, museum. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah, so um, yeah, and that takes place what like fifteen years after this. Yeah, something I like think that. So, yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of cool to know. Mm-hmm. Um, so on Voyager's bridge, the Cerritos crew is working on setting up various displays and Boimler trips holding a mannequin of Ensign Harry Kim. <laughs> still with one pip. Yep, still with one pip. It's it's sad. Um, <laughs> Tweakle is incredibly nervous about the various relics getting damaged and scolds Boimler. It doesn't help when Rutherford opens a nearby panel to look at Voyager's bioneural circuitry to see how Neelix's cheese affected the systems, <laughs> uh, which is a, refer- a real reference to yeah. the uh, season finale of Voyager season one. One yeah. called Learning Curve. Yeah, let's get that cheese to sick bay. Yeah, um, I, I totally forgot about that episode, but uh, it's an episode, folks. <laughs> that is an episode. Yeah, it he just... tries to make like mac and cheese for someone, but ends up using like a weird cheese. That just goes to show how gross and weird Neelix is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's a that dude's a fucking freak. That he's dude's a, a freak. freak. Yeah, that, that that little freaky boy, a freak, <laughs> or a freaky guy. That boy is a freak. <laughs> he freaks it, but not in a good way. No. Yeah. I yeah. don't. I don't want him to freak it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, in the quarters that used to belong to Tuvok, Tendi and Talin are getting things ready, and Tendi asks uh, Talin if she's excited to be in the quarters that belonged to such a famous Vulcan. Uh, the curator, Tweakle, enters with a cart of crates meant for the exhibit. 
He asks for them to be stored on Cerritos before scolding another crew member for chewing gum. <laughs> Tendi and Talin head to the hangar to the shuttlecraft, Yosemite 2, and discuss plans to get a head start on the next day's uh, tri tri uh, titrations. As they speak, a canister containing a pink orchid opens, and a petal from the flower is blown from the plant. Mm -hmm. It uh, wanders through the hallway and into the transporter room. As Tendi and Talin leave the ship, the pedal is caught in an air vent where it's uh, blown around, uh, and Chief Engineer Andy Billups is fishing up collaborations to the transporter. Uh, Dr. Ta'ana is walking by, and Billups offers to beam her back to the Cerritos rather than returning via shuttlecraft, to which she agrees. The two get on the transporter pad and return, uh, and to return just as the pedal lands on the foot of Billups. Um, and Billups starts talking about one of his pets, and uh, Ta'ana is like, why, why do people always have to tell me about their fucking pets? Which was a pretty fun joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, they're, they're beamed away, and uh, only one form is beamed back. It materializes, and it's revealed that it's a hybrid of both Ta'ana and Billups. Mm -hmm. The form is shocked at their sudden existence, and Shax hails Freeman, saying... Captain, we have a problem. <laughs> we got a two vix. Yeah. Uh, okay. I, I I don't know if I love the setup for this whole episode, to mm -hmm. be honest. It's it's almost just like a parody. Yeah. And just like, just, I mean, th this episode is like very highly referential, yeah. which I do like. Uh, I don't feel like it, it gets handled quite as well as the DS9 episode. Mm -hmm. Um and maybe it's because there's not like the same amount of love there. I feel like yeah, it definitely seems like they kind of treat like think treat um, um, Voyager with a little bit more derision. Well, like they're just kind of like you know it, like this. It was like I think there's a comment like it's Voyager. Like it was different. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like they they don't really have any like voice actors from Voyager back for this. <clears throat> That's what I what chaffed me the most about yeah. it because I was full on expecting. You know, our boy mm -hmm. Robert Picardo. Mm -hmm. That's prime. That's that like a hologram is prime. Like return. You know, as his character. You know, mm -hmm. it's just like have him walking around. That would have added another level of comedy to it. And especially right. Robert Picardo is so fucking funny, mm -hmm. and just also like you know. I mean, he's acting. coming back for. I mean, this the second season of Prodigy. Apparently, he's in there. Oh, which is awesome. Is there, is there another season of Prodigy? I mean, they, they have season two almost completed. Mm. They're just, like, shopping it around right now, and there was, like, the, the thing to try to get it back to Paramount, <clears throat> which I don't think is ever going to work. No. Because Paramount is just... They're, they're, Fuck Paramount. Uh, what? Fuck Paramount. For real. <laughs> Let them die. <laughs> Whoa, I got that on recording, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That's weird. You got to say it with an effect on your voice. Otherwise, oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's like... It's, it's an actual it's, threat. It's, yeah, otherwise, it's evidence, buddy. <laughs> All right? It's just the point of me when you need an effect to, uh, yeah. uh, to cover up or uh, one, of, one of the... Yeah, yeah. One of the mini things. Maybe put up like that when you want to... <laughs> when you want one of them. And then just point if I need the monster voice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can just have those two things. And otherwise, <laughs> I'll, I'll just decide if you need reverb or... The megaphone! <laughs> I think that's more a me thing. I think I'm... 
I'm more into that. 1920s vibe, (laughs) friends. You like the transatlantic accent. I like having a transatlantic (laughs) accent, sounding like I'm a privileged white man. My vacations are colonialism. (laughs) I'm going to build a house in Africa, build a house in the Philippines, build a house in Indonesia, build a house in Guam, build a house in Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, <laughs> build a house in Romania, and do the sex tourism there. So much sex tourism. <laughs> I'm gonna traffic some human beings between some countries in a suitcase. It works because they're children. <laughs> I just give them two bottles of Benadryl. And go through the TSA pre-checkout line. (laughs) The filter means it's a parody. (laughs) So please, please, no prosecution. (laughs) Yeah, please. No prosecution. Please, no prosecution. We'd appreciate that. That would uh, be helpful. Yes. I can't afford it. No. No. This podcast can't afford it. I'd build not it without our beautiful patrons. Yeah, we we go bankrupt real quick. I don't think anybody no. wants wants that. No, 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 no. It'd be bad. Bad news bears. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, Captain Freeman updates Tweakle about the transporter accident and mentions that the hybrid has named itself to Illups, um, which. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> so, Tweakle immediately recognizes this ac- uh, incident from Voyager's history and begins to panic that his project is beginning to fall apart. Freeman assures him that all she will need is a copy of Janeway's logs so that she can duplicate the su- uh, si- solution that Janeway did. Tweakle sends the logs and thanks her as Voyager goes to warp. So we all know what, what, what Janeway did. Yeah, and you know what? I was surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, given like how the situation plays out, but we don't have any sort like there is no resolution. Resolution that's no. different than the resolution that we get in Tuvix. That's very true. Like I was expecting there to be an alternate solution. Liter- to literally it. like fucking I mean, we we do have something like well, we'll get to it, but I feel like there is an ethical decision that is made somewhere in this process that is completely completely unethical yeah (laughs) and we'll get to it yeah we'll get to it so freeman update uh so while mariner mentions to boimler that janeway murdered tuvix she and she straight up says like uh you know she murdered him right which Mm -hmm. which i got a good laugh out of (laughs) um boimler seems distracted Mariner tries to get him excited about how historically significant Voyager is while Tweakle leaves the bridge to make sure that no displays were knocked over when Voyager went to warp. Mariner assures him that the panels were designed to survive a photon blast before accidentally knocking a nearby panel open. (laughs) However, as she does, she notices a strange organism behind a neural gel pack. The microorganism turns out to be a dormant tachyon macrovirus, uh, which was from Voyager season seven mm-hmm. episode 11 uh shattered yeah yeah uh which immediately awakens and attaches itself to boimler <laughs> mariner aims her phaser at it but tweakle intervenes wishing to preserve the specimen in order to add it to the exhibit he assures boimler that since everyone has been inculcated to the macrovirus's illness he cannot get infected 
Ransom and Kayshawn, um, the Demarian, slowly approach uh, to try and get the ma macrovirus off Boimler, but as they approach, the macrovirus releases Boimler and begins to duplicate itself, spraying slime all over the ship. <laughs> and I don't know, this was kind of Rick and Morty-ish in, in a way. I don't know. I, yeah. I was I wasn't a huge. It started to get kind of ridiculous at this point, and they were like piling on too many Voyager plots as its plot. Yeah, I actually would have preferred if it had just dealt with the Tuvix problem. Right, right. Because like, I feel that's like bizarre enough. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't. Need, you don't need to um, ramp up the. Because I feel there's always another opportunity. Because like the show's very popular. Mm -hmm. There's always, like, a chance to reference the lizard babies, like, the, cl you know, clown, <laughs> you know, like, all mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. Like, there's plenty of opportunities. To right, and they just they just shoved it in one episode here, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But, like, I don't know. I feel like enjoyment of this episode requires you having watched, <sighs> like, all of Voyager. Yeah. Which is, I, I feel like maybe a... S not an insignificant subset of people who watch Lower Decks, but maybe not the majority. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. I was... Since Voyager is not one of my favorite Star Treks, I'd actually say I might... No, I don't know. It's it's not one of my favorites. I like some characters on it a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, give me the Doctor episodes all day, every oh, day. Yeah. But, you know, put me on that, like, Chakotay shit and I'm falling asleep, <laughs> yeah. buddy. Yeah, no Chakotay good. episode where he joins Vietnam. Oh, it's yeah. Bad. <laughs> I love that one where he's, where he's Rambo. Uh, or, of course, you know, uh, Tattoo. A ta it. Oh, God. That's the reason I have <laughs> tattoos. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Was You're that episode, Tattoo? I, wanted, um, I watched it, and I was like, I need to cover my body in tattoos because this means so much to me. And Which is why I have the Chakotay tattoo on my dick. You've seen yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you also have one on your face. I mean, not a lot of people get that. That's not translated well because, like, we're, uh, you know, an audio form, you know, audio. Right, format. right, right. But you do have the full Chakotay face. I just got it. You just got it. I just got it. <laughs> oh, the one on my face and my dick. And your dick. Yeah. It goes from your face to your dick. <laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> just, your just whole... a really long Chakotay tattoo. You have, it a, doesn't you, have, stop. you have a full body Chakotay. <laughs> <laughs> never go full to Kote. No. No, never do that. Um, so Ransom uh, orders Boimler to cover the entryway to the bridge to ensure that the organisms don't escape. But when both specimens charge at Boimler, he cowers, allowing both of them to escape. Yeah. That's not good. Not when he's going for a promotion. After scolding Boimler for his inaction, Ransom and Kayshawn uh, run after the escaped specimens. Mariner asks Boimler why he's so distracted and he feigns ignorance of being Star Trek that Chakotay served on the ship. Mariner doesn't believe him and says this problem is... <laughs> Do you like that? Because that's uh, almost a joke in itself. Right, right. <laughs> Star Trek by Chakotay. Yeah. <laughs> Mariner doesn't believe him and says the problem is nothing compared to the Pike thing they're not supposed to talk about, which is an obvious reference to mm -hmm. the, uh, the the episode they just did on Strange New Worlds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they run off to help Ransom and Kayshawn as the macroviruses start to duplicate again. Back on the Cerritos, to Ellipse assures Nurse Westlake that uh, it feels fine as it enhances a tricorder. Did it ever gender this to Ellipse? Yeah, uh, it he, yeah. Is it a he? Okay, okay. I guess I'll say he from now on, if I can remember. They works. Yeah. They works. Yeah, they works. To ellipse, to ellipse is a, a they, them. I do like to how Shax is like, how much of the sex stuff do you remember? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was like, how, how much physical memory do you have? <laughs> like, and Tillips is like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah that, was, that, was, that was weird. 
So Westlake briefs Freeman that Deanna and Billups were merged on a subcellular level. Subcellular. Sub. Subcellular. Thank you. <laughs> level, more commonly known as being two vixed. <laughs> being which, two more commonly known. Which is, which is a pretty fun joke. Yeah. Um, I, I, I like that, at least. Mm-hmm. I, and I like the main plot here, I guess. Yeah. Uh, until they kind of, like, didn't resolve it with anything. No. It was a really good setup to it, It though. felt like it was going somewhere. Yeah. And I... But like, instead, wh- they had like a, a like a five minute long end of an episode that didn't really fit into anything. Yeah, which was in, in, interesting. I'll get it. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about what I think. How I think we, it should have ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, do we want to do that at the end or now? No, I guess we'll do yeah, that in the end. At the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, he notes that when they transported with a particular flower, their DNA and memories were merged, creating tilips or to Illips. Uh, Tendi recognizes the flower in his screen and says that the same flower was in a box that they were moving and it somehow got into the transporter. To Lynn cautions while socializing with to Illips uh, that it's like not really a sentient being, it's just a combination of two of them. Uh, but Tendi says there's no harm in being friendly to him. Mm-hmm. Freeman is confident that Janeway had a good solution for this and excuses herself to go look over the log she was given, <laughs> which, is, which was actually a pretty fun joke, if, yeah. if you know what happens. Yeah, she was just like, of course Janeway would have handled this perfectly. Yeah, so as everyone leaves, Shax asks to Illips nervously about the physical memories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, 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 to, um, to Illips shudders. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a very nervous look. It's, it's pretty funny. Do you think they had sex? To Ellips and Shacks? No, no. I, I don't know, because like I feel like like fucking uh you know, Taana is a Dom. Mm. And so like, you know, they could definitely do stuff. No, I don't think I don't uh seems like that would have been probably too weird for Shax. Do you think to Ellipse isn't into the sexy thing too much? More like Billups? Yeah, because that's because like that's <coughs> because also yeah, like Tiana's mixed with uh Billups who's uh asexual. Yeah. I think in, in canon isn't he asexual yeah. or something like that? Yeah, he's that's, he's a virgin he's a proud virgin. That's right, that's right, yeah. So yeah, it probably would have been too ace. far. Maybe yeah. gray ace. I yeah. Don't know. So on Voyager, the situation is getting out of hand as the macroviruses continue to duplicate and spread slime all over the ship. One specimen bumps into a computer panel and initiates Holodex programs Dr. Chaotica from Captain Proton, the uh, fear manifestation clown from that one Holodex episode with... Um, uh, Michael Ma- McKean. Yeah, Michael McKean. I love that episode. Yeah, that's a pretty fun episode. Yeah. Uh, and we also get Michael Sullivan from the Fairhaven <laughs> and the other Irish Town episode. Yeah, he's in love with Janeway. Yeah, um... Yeah, the the delete of of delete the wife fame. Yeah, delete that's the, the wife. husband of the wife that was getting deleted. I do, I do like how there's times where he's just like, I miss me wife. Yeah, yeah, that <laughs> that, that was a fun little little thing they threw in there. Uh, the holodeck safeties start to malfunction, uh, and the clown, the doctor, uh, and Michael Sullivan all appear in the corridor and begin to attack them. Mariner is confused as to how the holograms can appear outside the holodeck, but Tweakle says that he had hollow emitters installed throughout the ship as a subtle addition in uh, an effort to provide uh, to further conservation. They get cornered where the Borg regenerate alcoves are, and a macrovirus impaled with Harry Kim's clarinet, which was <laughs> a fun little Easter egg, yeah. threatens to knock over an alcove. Boimler tries to stop it, only to get sprayed with slime before the virus knocks over the alcove, crushing Tweakle, and he screams. 
Ransom warns Boimler that his promotion is looking less likely. Um, yeah, this this was I don't know it it the this episode like just kept on amping up the ridiculousness. Yeah, and it didn't need to because I thought what they were, I thought how the Tuvix storyline was evolving. I thought that would have been fine if they yeah. continue if they continued like pumping up the ridiculousness of that and then. And then, like, providing a satisfying conclusion, mm-hmm. it would have been perfect. Yeah. Um, and the episode up to this point was still fairly funny. Yeah. Um, it's it's just, like, I don't know. It's getting a little too wacky for me. But back on the Cerritos, Freeman discovers uh, the truth uh, that Janeway's solution to Tuvix was highly controversial and involved <laughs> basically killing Tuvix. Yeah. Uh, Shaq asks if there was more to the solution, only to be shocked that all Jane we did was isolate the genomes and separate them, basically wiping Tuvix from existence. Yeah. Freeman finds herself in a conundrum as she doesn't want to kill Teillips, and Shaq suggests that they are not stranded in the Delta Quadrant as Voyager was, and that they may have more resources at the disposal to properly help Teillips back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Freeman agrees and urges for them to act fast before Teillips potentially finds out about what Janeway did to Tuvix. Unfortunately, Teillips has looked into Tuvix and knows immediately. <laughs> I do um, like I do like uh, when they do show like they're explaining the Tuvix thing. They show the um, the graph that shows like Tuvix on one side, Mina Mina Tuvok on one side, and Neelix on, on the other. other and, yeah, and <laughs> yeah, it's just like a triangle, like a yeah. basically a, a um, uh, what's it, uh, the, the, the Trinity? Yes, the Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah. Who's the Father? Who's the Son? And who's the Holy Spirit of those three? But I definitely see like tu- Tuvok as the daddy. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, um, I guess that makes uh, uh, Neelix the Holy Spirit, right? And then then the son. Yeah, because it's like a descendant of. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Cool. He's if they had a baby, if we, they made. We it. figured it out. We figured it what, out. What would the sacrament be if uh, if uh, I guess. Uh, if, if Tuvix died for our sins, the cheese, <laughs> the cheese, the cheese, and what do we drink? Yeah, uh, the, what, I guess it would be like the the Lilo root tea, maybe. Oh yeah, the Lilo root tea. tea. Yeah. Do you think he douches with that? Absolutely. Every day. I'm sure it's just like and the tea is actually just water it's that's like, run down. Eh, the- it's like a coffee enema. Trust <laughs> me, it'll give you lots of energy. <laughs> yeah, it's just water that's run down the crack of his ass, and then <laughs> <laughs> just like <"Bruh." laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that. So, to Ellipse has looked at Tuvix and knows what happened. Not wanting to end up in the same situation, he calls Doctor Maglimo to help him quote processing his existence. Mm-hmm. And Maglimo is happy and agrees to come see him. Yeah. And was like, uh, yeah, made a, made a funny joke there. Uh, Teillips then opens a panel on the roof and begins to cut some wire with a laser cutter. On Voyager, Tweakle is begging for help as he feels the alcove trying to regenerate him, which was a kind of a fun little line there. <laughs> it's, help, it's regenerating me. Uh, and Boimler offers to cut power to the alcove, but Ransom orders him to stop helping. Kayshawn and Ransom manage to lift the alcove off Tweeko, but the alcove has been activated. Then they see the macrovirus that knocked over the alcove crawling away. The macrovirus has been assimilated by a Borg nanite and was missed and flies off and is now a Borg micro... macroite? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to call that. Yeah. Borgnite? 
Uh, What's, a board, a board Clara macrovirus. There you go, something like that. <laughs> uh, and it begins to assimilate the ship, causing more programs of the clown and Sullivan and uh, Doctor to appear. Mm-hmm. The holograms carry off Mariner, Rutherford, Ransom, Kayshawn, and Tweakle as Boimler hides from view. On the Cerritos, how, and like also, how can you hide from view from a hologram? That's a very good question. Because, do yeah, do they, holograms like only sense? I don't really understand that. <clears throat> yeah, it feels weird if you create a hologram and it only ha- it's only limited by what the hologram can see because I feel like it it, ha- it has eyes everywhere. Right. Or, yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I, I thought that was like a little. I I hope someone got uh, eaten for yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Hope somebody got fired for that blender. <laughs> Um, so on the Cerritos, Teilips has located, uh, sorry, locked himself in his quarters, refusing to see Freeman. Captain Freeman assures him that she only wishes to talk with him, promising that she has no intention of killing him. Shax overrides the lock, and they enter to see Teilips hiding in a corner in fear. <laughs> Freeman repeats her promise that they will figure this out without resorting to Janeway's solution, but Teilips reveals that he's taken Miglimo hostage. And Maglimo's there all tied up. Pretty kinky. Yeah. Arr, I don't like it like that. All right, get me Shibari not down to a down to a science. <laughs> I, I love the Shibari pirate. Let's, Shibari pirate. That's that's my new favorite character on this program. <laughs> the Shibari pirate. I think that's even better than uh, S- sorry. the Cajun guy. Yeah, sorry, Leatherhead. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Leatherhead. You you gotta go away. Yeah, you 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 go and be down on the bayou for a minute. Let Shibari pirate have his time in the sun now. now. <laughs> <laughs> Winter a coming, sun going down. <laughs> sun going down, and the Chabare power he be a rising. <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Shabari <laughs> pirate rises. That's that's uh, Christopher Nolan's next and last film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's just like killed. <laughs> it's like the end of the day of the locust. They just like crucify him. And- <laughs> Tear him to pieces. It's it's uh it's like the end of the Wicker Man by Burning Man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just put it put him in the structure. Just put him in a pirate ship and burn it. <laughs> <laughs> a Shabari pirate ship. That'd be the Shabari pirate ship. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, where are we here? Uh, locked himself in his quarters. He's got him hostage. Um. Yeah. All that. Uh, I have no idea where where I left, honestly. Uh. To Ellipse tells Freeman uh, that he knows how this will end, and he needs allies. He then produces the flower that created him, attaches it to Maglimo, and tosses him towards Freeman before initiating the transporter in the room. Which, why is there a transporter in this room? Yeah, I think he built it. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess that would make uses, sense. Uses yeah, yeah. engineering abilities. Yeah, yeah, that that would make sense. Um, so it catches Freeman and Maglimo in the beam. When the form rematerializes, Titlips introduces Captain Doctor Friggleman, uh, <laughs> which is actually pretty fun. Uh, yeah, as a hybrid of Freeman and Maglimo, and steps forward and orders more. Uh, uh, sexy senior staff to be brought to them, <laughs> which, which is pretty pretty fun. Yeah, uh, pretty fun combination. Um, and see, this is this is like the thing that I think should have been explored more is like the different combinations of 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 uh, 
of uh, two Vixes they make. Right, and I, I wish they would have actually had a much better solution than what happens. Yes. Because the solution is, like, fucked up. Yeah. It's, like, probably, like, ethically worse than the original solution. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. in the mess hall, Tendi and Talin discuss the ethical complexities over potentially killing to Illips. Tendi feels uncomfortable at ending one life simply to get their friends back, but Talin replies that she hardly knows anyone on the Cerritos and is therefore impartial, which is pretty pretty fucked up, Talin. Yeah. Pretty fucked up. That's, I mean, that's more like psychopathic than Vulcan. Also, is that logical? That's not logical. Mm -hmm. You've got to be ethical to be logical, you dummy. Yeah. You big dumb dummy. Talin, come on. And you got to know got to know who you're working with. Yeah, maybe you're not serving on a Vulcan ship for a reason, baby. Yeah. Got him. Got him. <laughs> So as they speak, the mess hall is suddenly taken over by hybrids of barns and shacks, which is known as Shabarns, <laughs> and to Illips. They take the bartender to Tuvix with him, Lundy, and uh, as Tendi and Talin Hyde. Back on Voyager, the clown holograms stick their prisoners to the wall with the macrovirus slime. While Tweakle laments that his career is fully ruined. <laughs> Um, I, I like Tweakle as a character, actually. Tweakle's, yeah. Tweakle's pretty fun. A mm -hmm. good kind of straight man up in here. Yeah. So a Sullivan hologram sticks Mariner to the wall of the quarter and walks off. She's all slimed. And I'm sure there's like a fetishist out there that is like getting a lot of mileage he out of this. He is like having a field day There's right now. a slime thing. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, yeah, he's so into this. This is his <laughs> new favorite show. He knows, he now knows this entire, entire episode. It's frame by frame. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Just like. And you know what? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't love slimy cartoons. Mm. I feel like Rick and Mar Morty is a very slimy cartoon. It's a very moist cartoon. It's a very moist cartoon, and I feel like this is getting too moist for Star Trek in general. Yeah. Here. Um, and plus, like, Rick and Morty just sounds moist just because he puts a lot of phlegm in his throat when he does voices. Yeah, that's like, true. And so it just sounds wet and looks wet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and this also looks very wet. Indeed. It feels very wet. <laughs> it feels very wet. <laughs> yeah. It feels like a, it feels, this. Uh, and not like, and not like a good wet. It's like if you sit down on the bus and you sit down in something wet. Right. But <laughs> you've done too many shitty dabs to really care. Yeah. <laughs> like watching Rick and Morty. Like you've done too many shitty dabs to really care. Yeah. It's like, oh, I just sat in something wet on mm. the bus. This is the worst day of my life. Yeah. <laughs> There's worse things that happen. I mean, you, me. yeah, you never know what it is. Yeah, you never know what it is. What kind of liquid is it? No mm -hmm. idea. You don't want to investigate. I, I always I always assume piss because it's like a thing that's bad, but not the worst liquid you could sit in. Yeah, not the so worst. Like, so believing that it's piss is fine for me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. fuck, I sat in piss. Yeah. But I'm not like, I mean. You don't try to investigate further because right. like, like sitting, I feel like sitting in blood is worse. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, blood carries more disease. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. Um, and, and the kind of person who's getting wounds on a bus, I feel like is a kind of person who is likely to have less health care and be less proactive with their health care than other folks. And you just put in, and you just put in the butthole in it. Putting a butthole in it. Putting the butthole in the blood. Put your butthole in the blood. <laughs> put your butthole in the blood. Hey, baby, put your butthole in the blood. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, this 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 feels like sitting in something wet on the bus. Yeah. <laughs> so, Boimler sneaks over to Mariner and tries to free her. Mariner says that he doesn't need her 
and Boimler confides that he's having an off day. Mm. He finally tells her about what Ransom told her about his promotion and that he doesn't want it. As he's worried, it will be like his time on the USS Titan and it'll uh, take a while for them to get their friendship back. Mm. Yeah. Nor had he forgotten about how uh, he didn't believe her after her transfer at Starbase 80, which is a callback to, I think, last season. Mm-hmm. Wait, two seasons ago. Was it second season? I don't even remember. Yeah, I remember. So, as uh, he feels he has bad judgment, he decides that he doesn't deserve a promotion. Um, do you agree? Do you think he should be promoted? Yeah. I mean, yeah. this is like... I mean, even- is, he, is he as confident as Harry Kim, though? I would say so. You really would, okay? Yeah, I mean, he, Boimler has good ideas. He's not—he's not as confident. I will say, like Harry Kim is probably the best ensign that's ever existed. A hundred percent. He's like, yeah. Harry Kim does does everything, and got no recognition whatsoever for seven years. How many? How long? Yeah. That? So yeah. it's just like pretty incredible that he didn't get a single promotion. You know, expect yeah, no field promotions because like. Mm-hmm. He could, you know, technically, yeah, that is like a field. They were in the field the entire time while they were in the in the Delta Quadrant. You know, it's just like, damn, he got nothing. Yeah. Didn't throw him a single friggin' bone. No bones, <laughs> baby. Even in all part of the senior staff. That's wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it is wild, right? Yeah. It, it's like, I think about it so much, and we talk about it a lot. It's just so fucking unfair, man. It was incredible. Also, that I feel that was another missed opportunity with this episode is, like, as Ensigns, they didn't make any comment on him, on, like, Harry Kim being, like, the Ensign of Ensigns. Right. Like, he was, like, the most legendary Ensign that ever existed. Do you think, like, they would kind yeah, of... Yeah, they never really talked about Harry Kim in this episode, which kind of disappointed me. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like that's... They that's, had the mannequin and all, but, like, yeah. that was, like, a gag on Harry Kim and not, like, anything more... They mentioned Chakotay, but I don't think they mentioned Harry Kim, do no, they? No, and I feel that's, like, prime comedy material where it's just, like... You know, they all the ensigns look up to him, right? And, and right. Like, yeah, because he's be the him. ensigns ensign. Yeah, he's the ensigns ensign. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They really should have addressed him as like like, oh, this is Harry Kim's ship, and everyone's like, no, this is, this is uh, fucking Catherine Janeway. Oh, is she the captain? Okay, well, you know, to us, yeah, of, it's, yeah, exactly. it's fucking Harry Kim. Yeah, of you know? all the he's people, the rock star. of all the people to idolize on the ship. Yeah, it's like he, he would be the obvious one for for the lower deckers. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So Mariner admits uh, that it was she who asked Ransom to promote Boimler in the first place. She tells him that he doesn't need her and tells him to go take back the ship. Boimler thanks her and leaves. Back on the Cerritos, Tendi and Talin sneak into the transporter room where Teillips creates Chondos. He introduces Chondos to Shabarns and Sawail. Uh, <laughs> Swale Swalens, excited <laughs> that he's creating an army of hybrids. Uh, and Swale Swalens is uh, what? What's what's that guy's name? Uh, he's like the guy, uh, Bill something. Bill Billups or whatever. No, Bill or uh, no. Bob, Bob. Bob. I can't remember. Yeah. He's like, he's the guy that's obsessed with yeah, uh, Ransom. Yeah, he's he's the guy with two first names yeah. basically, uh, and in the whale. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, I want a fish. <laughs> it was kind of it was it was cute, but also very Rick and Morty. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I, I do feel like they they were didn't write this write this part as well, mm-hmm. and I feel like that this was the most interesting part. Yeah. So, 
he's about to create a hybrid out of Westlake and Jennifer Shirayan. Uh However, before they can create more, Talin rushes out of the transporter room and accesses a nearby computer panel to take control of the transporters. To Illups catches them, but... No. <laughs> Computer, stop it. Computer, shut up. Yeah, no, don't. <laughs> <laughs> so Teillips catches them, but before he can react, Talin energizes all of the hybrids and beams them all to the brig, combined into one singular organism. Yeah, and this is where I thought it went off the rails. Absolutely, and this is where Talin. This is the the decision that I think is incredibly unethical. Like, she doesn't have an active solution for it. She's just hoping she does. And she doesn't know what kind of suffering she's putting this creature into. Yeah. Because it's, like, one singular, like, giant fucking, like, a giant tumor of an organism and with mouths com- and, and shit. And it can't communicate. Yeah. It has yeah. a mouth, but it cannot scream. Exactly. Which is, like, the title of the next episode. Right. Like, you know, it's based like, on that. Yeah, based yeah, on that, yeah. Which is weird. So she attempts to separate them into their individual components, but is unable to due to the amount of merged hybrids of DNA. Voyager drops out of warp, and an assimilated mechanical recreation of the hyper-evolved organism sets a new course for Borg Cube 858779. In astrometrics... Uh, which we love to see astrometrics at mm-hmm. any time. Uh, Boimler sneaks to where Rutherford, Ransom, and Kayshawn are being held as a hologram of Sullivan leaves. Ransom tells Boimler to free him, but Boimler apologizes, saying that he needs Rutherford. Uh, and so uh, Boimler frees Rutherford with his phaser uh, like in like a second. He really could have gotten everybody, but yeah. he decides not to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he frees just Rutherford, and they leave Astrometrics right uh, before the hologram returns, and Ransom says that they'll need to have a little talk later. <laughs> the two enter a Jeffrey's tube, where Boimler says they need to shut down the main systems, Rutherford thinks, and then has an idea. In sickbay on the Cerritos, Talin discovers that the method used by the doctor, the EMH, to separate Tuvix could not be used to separate the merged hybrids, as this method could only mark one individual. Tendi takes a reading on the tricorder and to Illips enhance, uh, that to Illips enhance beforehand and realizes that tr- the tricorder can detect personality traits. Okay, what is this? <laughs> like, this, this episode had already gone off the rails at this point, but this yeah. was just like, you know, we like a little techno babble for things, but come on. Yeah, it, it, everyone took one of those personality tests. Where, you know, oh, yeah, it was like, oh, we have an INTJ here. Yeah. Well, that's obviously this guy <laughs> yeah, yeah. over in engineering. Oh, e- ENFP? Mm-hmm. All right, well, we know who that is. You know, it's just like, yeah. Just what get, personality type are you, Pat? Uh, only, I don't think it, I did it right. I, I was like an <laughs> INTJ. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My, I, I don't care. No. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. I know. I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> uh, so, um, Tendi uploads the data to a screen, and with her familiarity of the crew, is able to distinguish the personality traits belonging to each individual crew member, and that they can separate the genomes that way. 
I mean, that's taken a lot for granted. Like, you can mm-hmm. say, like, oh, well, these specific traits belong to this person. That that A lot of that is also just, like, your own perception of that mm-hmm. person. Absolutely. Like, you don't know 100%, so... Mm-hmm. But whatever, you know, it's 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 pseudoscience. Yep. Uh, Talin is a bit confused as to why Tendi is helping her, but Tendi, uh, citing earlier her ethical problems with the solution, and Tendi responds that as the merge hybrids are no longer sentient, she's okay with the solution. Okay, how do you know that? How do you know? Just because no. you don't... I mean, that, this goes into, like, you know, the, the exo, exo champs, exo... Mm. Uh, whatever's yeah uh just because you don't understand them doesn't mean yeah it, it, it's not no less sentient or whatever than mm-hmm. anything else so yeah you can't make that assessment right fully and really it's too and it's also two ensigns making this decision mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like there's no gr- and that's why I, I feel like it should have never gotten to the point where it was just an amorphous blob of all the people yeah, that that was really fucked up. The decision to do that was very fucked up on Talyn's part and yeah. should show her as a fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I dislike Talyn now. A lot of people like Talyn. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are fangirling over her on the yeah. internet. And I'm like, no, nah, listen. No, nah, she, she's bad. She's like, bad. She, she a baddie, but not in a good way. Yeah. She like, are we the baddies type bad. Yeah. Are we the baddies? Yeah, precisely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I would have liked the, because, you know, with a lot of, like, people talking online, like, how they would have solved the Tuvix problem, mm-hmm. just gone to the reflective planet that made two Rikers. Yeah. And, you know, and that's what I thought was going to be the ultimate solution, mm-hmm. is that they were going to clone each of the hybrids, mm-hmm. and then just let the hybrids, and then, like, and then separate one of the clones mm-hmm. and so then we get the people back and then the person that that was created as a result of the two mergings is also a person and then they can create have their own adventures that could potentially come up like you would have had a Twillops and like all the McGuimo and um, um, Freeman mm-hmm. mix I can't remember what their name was but it's just like yeah, have that and that, that would have been funny just like if they had their own almost like you know how in the uh, Voyager the the creature, the um, shape-shifting aliens on, on Voyager created their own Voyager and forgot that they were shape-shifting aliens and mm-hmm. silly fell apart, you know, just have them have their own ship and have their own adventures. That, that would have been really yeah, funny. Yeah, we could have, like, a, you know what would be fun is, like, a series that's just, like, all about the rejects working together. <laughs> yeah. So we've got, like, uh, you know, uh, to Illups. Mm-hmm. Tuvix. Yeah. Uh, fucking Will, Art. sorry, uh, Tom Riker. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, uh, yeah, the fucking salamander children yeah. from, uh, from Threshold. Yeah. Like all the things that were like tossed aside in order for like convenience sake. Yeah. That yeah. would have been fun because you could have, that could have been like a recurring theme where, you know, Dwellups and, um, all the other, all the other Tuvixes have their own like ship or like place or just go and create new lives on earth or something mm-hmm. and catch up with them every once in a while. It'd be fun. That'd be fun. We, we love those side and, and it would have handled it in a way that everyone gets to survive. Because like, it would have been like more more subversive to handle it in a way that goes against what Janeway did. Right. <laughs> right, exactly. But instead, it does something that I think is probably far worse than what Janeway did. Yeah. And but. really, and there's no... 
no talk on whether or not like that was 100% successful like separating them by personality type mm-hmm. there was nothing like at the end that like suggests that like somebody may have gotten a personality that wasn't exactly theirs or something yeah. McGlemo was like <laughs> I got a giant penis now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just, or just, yeah. Or just like Shax is like different or something like that. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't do anything like that. And I was like, you know, and, and that's why I was like, yeah, I thought the, 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 ho- the, um, the, ha the hologram, uh, virus mm-hmm. subplot was kind of forgettable and not. oh it keeps it keeps going it keeps going it keeps going it keeps giving oh yeah just just like just like a like a like a like a sore on your back that yeah popped and just keeps giving yeah so in the, in the turbo <laughs> lift boimler and rutherford are about to put their plan into action rutherford is holding a caulk gun filled with cheese and notes that while he's not sure the idea will work it's still worth a try they sneak onto the bridge as Voyager nears the Borg cube, and Boimler is suddenly grabbed by Dr. Chaotica from Captain Proton. Before Chaotica can kill him, Boimler stands up and proudly says that Chaotica has overlooked the fact that he is actually the son of Captain Proton. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, kind of a fun throwback. Yeah. Uh, the Captain Proton episode. Were there more than one episodes of Captain Proton, or was there just the one? Uh, they visited a couple times, but yeah. yeah, there was like, yeah, that was silly as fuck. It was silly. Yeah, <laughs> and, it it, is, and it, it is funny, like, yeah, like being an actual spaceman and then deciding to cosplay as like a retro spaceman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, we, I guess we have things where you know we have Civil War reenactments and stuff, but right. I mean, you but, know, you know, you know I guess that makes yeah, sense. you look at fucking Jules and Miles on DS9 yeah. doing their fucking historical reenactment that, bullshit. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, we love. All that. right, you can't really, I guess, get him for that, but mm-hmm. it is, it is cheesy. Yeah. So Boimler's distraction fools Chaotica and buys them enough time for Rutherford to put his plan into action. Suddenly, the holograms begin to malfunction. Voyager's bioneural systems begin to shut down, causing the ship to drop out of warp. The clown attacks Boimler, but vanishes right before decapitating him with a knife. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tweakle, who is stuck on the wall nearby the view screen, asks what Rutherford did, and Rutherford reveals that he used the cheese that Neelix used to damage the bioneural systems, which was an interesting, kind of funny resolution, being that, you know, it did happen in Voyager. and Yeah, that's what I thought was like... But it's another just, like, reference to Voyager. It's, yeah. You know... I remember when I was a kid, I wrote um, I wrote a short story. I had just watched the movie The Blob, which no child should have been watching. <laughs> no, 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 no. Where were your parents? Jesus. <laughs> I have no idea. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I saw lots of movies I probably shouldn't have seen at a very young age, but I watched The Blob, and I really loved The Blob. And then I was just like, I want to write a sequel to The Blob. So mm-hmm. I wrote a sequel to The Blob, and then like I got confused on how to end it. So I ended it just the way it ended in the movie. They use the um, the uh, um, the snow making machine to freeze the blob and kill it that way. Oh, beautiful! And so I was just like, I just did. I just ended this thing exactly the same way uh, they did in the in the original. Like, what was the point? But it's just like kind of like how the point and yeah, this like okay, yeah, they just use the cheese. Yeah, you know, it's a Deus Ex Machina. Deus Ex. Uh, mozzarella. Not two sex mozzarella. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just uh, yeah, they yeah they could have like come up with something else, try to solve it, and like you know just yeah, it just felt like the episode just felt very referential and it, it was because like the solution to both the a plot and the b plot were 
both from Voyager, basically. Yeah. And, and and they were both kind of bad ways to solve anything. And there's yeah, because there's no real commentary on that either. Because like, well, because they, they mention like you know they they show horror at like the the decisions and like kind of just like how like they were they had to make they had to make these decisions in a vacuum, mm-hmm. you know, and just like just due to their circumstances, they had that that's the decision that they made, and they ended up just making the same ones with full help of the Federation. Right, like they could have made. Uh, different d- different decisions but instead they just chose to do the same thing yeah uh so yeah it was kind of like i don't know it was it was very it was pretty good at like the references and stuff but it neglected any of its own originality yeah. i guess i don't know so uh boimler and rutherford neutralize the assimilated mechanism and free tweakle who says he will add this event to his exhibit is part of the voyager story yeah, I like how he's. I do like how he was just like, like mad about it. He's like, well, now I got to add this to the exhibit. Yeah. <laughs> Later, Voyager makes it safely to Earth and is landed and open to the public, including the newest exhibit featuring Boimler and Rutherford. We get another captain's log here um, from Freeman. Captain's log supplemental. After an embarrassing day of being merged on a subcellular level with my senior staff, we are putting the awkwardness behind us with a promotion ceremony. Ceremony. Uh, before the ceremony starts, Freeman commentates, uh, uh, commemorates the officers for their actions during the bizarre events of the day. She tells Ransom to announce the newest lieutenant's junior grade. Ransom calls up first Boimler, who is shocked. As Ransom gives Boimler the new pip, he congratulates him and praises his quick thinking. Ransom calls up to Lynn and uh, Tendi, who are incredibly excited. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, Tendi, I can get. To Lynn, definitely not. <laughs> she merged all of them into a singular being and destroyed that being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, was it quick thinking? Yeah, did she help save the day? Sure, I guess. But at the same time, like, she definitely, like, killed a giant life form. Yeah, because they get they actually... And do, created a giant <clears throat> life form by killing a bunch of other life forms. Yeah, because, yeah, they do. They actually go worse than Tuvix because, yeah, like, how many people were... New life forms were killed in that. Right, because as Tendi says, she has no longer has an ethical problem with it because it's no longer sentient, which means Talin took a lot of sentient beings and merged them, and thus killing them, thus ending the sentient being's life, which is very unethical. Yeah, and I'm sure like each time they took each time they took one person out, mm-hmm. that also what was left became a new being. <laughs> Yeah. And so like there's like there's there's a there's a ever increasing number of like new new life forms that were created and killed in a very short amount of time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's yeah, you know what? Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a like it's even worse than Tuvix. <laughs> it is. It's it's very bad, very worse. Yeah, and and that would have been the perfect opportunity to have like a funny resolution to this that didn't result in like the Tuvixes being killed. Yeah, like it would have been funny to act to actually yeah make a re- make a replicator double of them. Mm-hmm. It's like oh well, the replicator got us in this mess. The replicator can get us out. 
Right. You know, or uh, like a transporter double. Yeah, not, yeah. Not really no, I'm sorry. Right, yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Transporter double. That would be funny if they just made a real doll in in the <laughs> yeah. fucking. This, oh, this is no. This is you know, it's Doctor Maglimo. You can yeah. fuck him now, though. You can fuck him. You do. You can do whatever you want. He's yeah. a real doll. Yeah, they, just just sign him out. <laughs> sign him out on the rental form. <laughs> just sign him out. Yeah, they just transport him, make a double, mm-hmm. split one of the doubles. Then we have like we still have a Tobillops or whatever, and then like then they go off and do have their own lives. Yeah, literally. In but I mean, the problem is so as soon as you split the two beings, both of those beings have sentience and yeah. consciousness. So so as soon as you create one of those beings, you have to uh, kill one. Yeah. Well, I mean, like no, like like make it uh like pass out as soon as it's created yeah so of the transporter doubles one of them has to be like in like transported into like a gas chamber from which it will like never experience consciousness that, that go into the um into the prestige water, water that's what uh, i'm tank. saying yeah, yeah you gotta prestige that motherfucker you gotta prestige it you gotta prestige him yeah, yeah it's yeah. like well gotta prestige you yeah one's yeah. Pre- one's immediately prestiged and then then we then we continue that way Indeed. So, as Tendi meets back up with Talin, uh, Talin tells Tendi that her main objective is to try to get reinstated to the Vulcan fleet. But uh, thanks uh, to her work with Tendi, it's uh, given her newfound respect for her skills as a scientist, and Tendi embraces her much to Talin's discomfort. Mariner congratulates Boimler for his promotion, inviting him to the bar to celebrate, but before they can leave, Ransom calls up Mariner for a promotion as well, much to her surprise. Mm -hmm. Um, Later on, Mariner, and also, uh, she she doesn't seem too happy about it either. No. Yeah. Later on, Mariner goes to Ransom in his quarters and tells him that she doesn't want to be promoted. Ransom says that he knows and that he's aware of how she helped Boimler get his confidence back, uh, and he shows that uh, he watched the logs, mm. showing that they do have like fucking cameras, cameras like in these in the halls, but they never use them any for anything. No, it's for like anything, it's, it always becomes a mystery of what of, of things that happen. Right? <laughs> They're like, is anything in here? I don't know. We should go in there ourselves and check. Yeah. Why not check the cameras and the sensors? No, no, no. <laughs> Let's go in the room. Let's go. In the damn room. Like they can fucking like detect a postage stamp from light years away. Mm-hmm. You think they couldn't be able to like fucking see if something is in a room somewhere? Yeah. Come on. Security cameras. Right. Come on. Even okay. on another ship. Come on. Like we can do that now with sound, kind of. Yeah. You know. What the hell? Yeah. What are you cutting over there? Uh, it's a piece of paper. Cut my paper <laughs> into pieces. <laughs> this is. What you, okay, whatever. <laughs> you just need something to stim on over there. Needed something to stim on. I, I need to get you a fidget spinner. <laughs> get you a Soy Trek fidget spinner. Ooh, they're coming soon to SoyTrek.com. Oh yeah, sorry. I feel like I no. I I put the I put the things back. The uh, you always play with the the coasters. Oh, I got them right here. Oh yeah, yeah. You can you can twiddle with those. Twiddle <laughs> your fiddle. Um. So. M- Ransom went back through Mariner's records and noticed a lot of small-minded commanders promoting her before immediately demoting her. And he tells Mariner that he believes she just needs someone to believe in her. Mariner attempts to refuse the promotion, but Ransom declines to hear it and dismisses her. Mariner attempts to stay to get him to change his mind, but leaves begrudgingly as Ransom ignores her and works out. Uh, In the mess hall, Mariner is still upset about the promotion, and Tendi is a bit sad about the fact that Rutherford didn't get a promotion. 
Rutherford shakes it off, saying that since he broke Voyager, he couldn't technically be promoted because engineers don't break things, they fix things. Yeah. Which is kind of a, I don't know, cute, cute little joke. Yeah. Joke there. But at the same time, I don't know, breaking things is sometimes a good solution. Yeah. It's how yeah. you figure out how things work. Exactly. Yeah. And how to f- get cheese out of the bioneural networks. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. He did come up with a good solution. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah. And, that, and, that, and coming up with the solution shows an understanding of engineering. Right. And how, like. How to break things, like, that are meant to be unbroken. Yeah. Un- unbreakable, rather. Yeah, and stop basically like, run bring bring the entire ship to a standstill and stop like the murderous holograms. Yeah. You know, they should power the bioneural networks with uh, Bruce Willis from Unbreakable. And then that way they would be unbreakable. It's true, unless he came around around water. Or like if Spock's brain had hit his brain, it would like run forever, right? Mm. Yeah, why did it yeah, right? Think mm. about that. I'll put that in my thinking cap. Don't. Uh, Boimler attempts to cheer Mariner up, uh, saying that while a lot of dirty work they used to do will no longer be on their schedule, uh, they will also no longer be in the bunks. Mariner is just in disbelief that they're no longer in the lower decks anymore. Boimler assures her that there are lieutenants junior grade, uh, the least important of all mid-level officers, (laughs) and they do the grunt work without any of the perks, meaning they are still lower decks. Mariner agrees to this and wonders if life will be a bit easier for them. The four of them break out into a chant, lower decks, as they celebrate their promotions and try to get to Lynn to join, but she doesn't. <laughs> Meanwhile, in Klingon space, and this is where the episode just like ends and has a new episode yeah. beginning, which I think is going to be the thing that they're going to try to make like the season long arc. Mm-hmm. Which I guess I get, but like I wish they would have made more of like an episode about it rather than a small piece in the middle of two episodes that aren't about it at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have like the introductory episode mm-hmm. to, and then like that sets the tone, and then and introduce the big bad of the season. Yeah. So meanwhile, in Klingon space, aboard the IKS Cheetah. Garek sharpens a spear and is caught, much to Kalor's annoyance as she tries to sleep. Garek is anxious for a fight, and Kalor calls his spear a cowardly weapon used to stab foes from a distance. <laughs> says it has no honor. The spark, uh, this sparks a brief quarrel between the two before Kalor invites him for lunch. Direct declines as he, he has been ordered to transcribe Commander Varric's battle tales. <laughs> Kalor sympathizes with Garek's annoyance, believing that Maha uh, became captain by luck and that he's forgotten who his true allies are. Mm-hmm. Garek tells her that Maha won't be captain much longer. At that I, think, mo- I think they say he became captain by Makleth. Oh, yeah. Because he, he, uh, he stabbed his superior. Yeah, which is a, a pretty cool thing to do. Yeah. I, I, I like this scene. This feels Klingon to me. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was weird placement in the episode. Yeah. Thing on lower decks. Mm. Um, so at that moment, a red alert sounds. The Chi Ta approaches a mysterious vessel that appears to be adrift. One of Ma's officers detects a single life sign, and Maha has the vessel hailed, demanding for the vessel to identify itself. They receive no response, and an officer asks if they should fire on the vessel. Maha declines seeing no honor in destroying an incapacitated ship. He has the ship's location marked and orders for them to resume their course to Kronos. 
At that moment, the vessel powers up and begins to move, and immediately powers weapons. Maha orders for the vessel to be destroyed, but the weapon systems failed as the Chi Ta begins to lose power in all of its systems. The vessel fires a single beam at the Chi Ta, completely destroying the ship. End of episode. Whoa. Whoa, dude. Um, what do you, what, what do you, what do you think of this? Uh, I would have liked a better Voyager episode. Yeah, like, I would have liked one with at least Ethan Phillips, maybe. Or or Robert Picardo. Or Robert Picardo. Yeah, I feel like, because like, that was prime time to bring... Or, or fucking Garrett Wang. Yeah, yeah have Harry Kim in there, yeah, because like they, there was, have it, you know, like the, the, the ensign, like he's like he was the ensign, but he did so much on that ship. Like, there's no way he wouldn't be revered, right? Among, by the ensigns, by the ensigns, like he would have been, he would have been a folk hero to them, right? Right. Like, and yeah, I feel that that was uh, prime comedy material. That was probably like that was not used. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah, like. The plot with on, that actually is happening on the Voyager with all the holograms and the macro viruses, I thought was too busy mm-hmm. and didn't add anything. And then I definitely took away from because you the the episode's called Tuvix, right? So you would imagine that would have been like the main. That was kind of a B plot almost, though. Yeah, what it was. Yeah, it did feel like a B plot because mm-hmm. like, and I felt like it was the most interesting. Like, just like you know, you you're you could have a lot of fun with it, like mixing different. Um, different crew members into one person right and instead it's just kind of like just almost forgotten as soon as it starts yeah it got a little wacky uh, there, there were some good punchlines and jokes in, in mm-hmm. the episode but like and there were some fun references but that's like kind of all it was yeah which i i like when it does references in the the shows but like it it leaned on the the writing leaned on the references to resolve itself yes it didn't come up with any new ideas and it didn't say anything really no other than hey janeway murdered two vex voyager but then talin murders like a bunch of two vexes yeah and a bunch yeah it's mostly being like voyager's kind of cringe yeah and and i felt that was the end of it you know voyager's silly it did yeah it didn't feel like it had so much love for voyager Mm -hmm. as it had like a uh at least like a silly reverence for it like hey this is the camp star trek yeah which is like you know the correct way to look at voyager however it's like i don't know i i i felt more like someone who didn't love voyager researched voyager Mm -hmm. and then wrote an episode episode based on that more so than someone who had a deep love for voyager wrote an episode to say something about voyager yeah yeah, yeah, or say something about the about the two vix problem and right yeah i was like meh you know, but it it had its moments that it was funny when it needed to be. Yeah, I guess. And, so. and like it, how it's setting the, the tone that they're all getting promoted. And do you want to talk to me about theories that you have for the ship? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so this ship, it only has one life form aboard, mm-hmm. and uh, it's like a small ship. It looks like. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know who that could be. Uh, I was at first. I was thinking like Peanut Hammer and the the fucking mm. the Armist robot or whatever, or the uh, fucking uh, what's his face Jeffrey Combs uh, bot thing mm-hmm. computer. Um. Uh. Yeah. But I don't know. What What do you think? I I, I think it's like a ship from the future. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> I think it's a ship from the future. I think one of the. I think whoever's in it could potentially be an older one of our main cast. Mm-hmm. It could be like Mariner or Boimler. 
Okay. And like maybe they're trying to undo their promotion for whatever reason. Hmm. <laughs> like, cause they're going around like you know in this episode. You know, you have like the lower deck. I'm pretty sure that was the one Klingon from the one lower deck episode where we see like. But I, I don't think an older one of them would like kill a bunch of people no, for no reason. You never know how things could go wrong. Yeah, but like, just I don't know. That's why I kind of feel like the fact that they're getting promoted mm-hmm. at the first episode of this. That's why I think like time travel is going to be a factor. Where at the uh. end of this of this season, they're going to go back to ensigns because there's going to be some, <laughs> and they're they're going to retain that knowledge that some that of of that they. Being um, lieutenants junior grade. Yeah, but I, and I think they're going to be like demoted mm. back to. I think it's going to end up back to them being um, ensigns. Like that's my theory. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, especially if it's like one of them in the future. I really don't want a time travel thing because yeah. we've had way too much time travel and yeah. leaning on time travel to be plots in Star Trek lately. It's it's getting pretty old to me. We'll see. I mean, that they does have seem to have future technology involved with it. Yeah, perhaps, or maybe Cause like, just cause far like none, alien technology. Because because none of the ships have protection against it. Mm-hmm. So, ooh, you know who it could be? Mm. It could be uh, the other Boimler. The other like, Boimler. Yeah, the one yeah. in section thirty-one. Yeah, he gone rogue. He gone rogue. He gone rogue. Uh, yeah, because they they didn't really like do anything with that since the last season. No, I mean, it was it was hinted at and then not nothing done with it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. Overall, average episode of the show. I'd actually say it's very much like a season one episode. Yeah. Um, yeah, because like season one, season one had that frantic energy of a Rick and Morty episode. It did. It did, and it was very wet and slimy. Yeah. Lots of lots of slime. Lots of slime. Slime, he slimed, 69. he slimed me. He slimed me. He slimed it me with science. <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Science. Slimed me with science. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that song rocks. It does. That mm-hmm. guy invented a cell phone part in real life. Really? He's using all cell phones. That's why he's like a millionaire. Oh, he's got to be multi-multi-millionaire. Oh, yeah. on every cell phone. Yeah. Hell yeah, that's that's where you get the money. Yeah. Licensing a small little thing that goes <laughs> in everything. Yeah. Wish it was me. Mm-hmm. Oh, well. I, uh, I invented the thoughts and dreams that go into every vibrating butt plug. Oh. Yeah. You made them sentient just so they can suffer. Yeah, absolutely. No. Uh, why would you suffer? Pain in delight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was the last episode we watched. Yeah. Pain in delight of being in, a, in random buttholes. Well, we, we love to see it. Um, yeah, where, where do you think it's going this season? Uh, do you do you have anything besides that? Besides the future? Besides the future thing, the future craft, do you think they're going to explore anything else that they did, like a peanut hamper thing? or? Uh, yeah, because I, I do feel like it's its movements are intentional so it's like mm-hmm. taking out people for a certain reason with the knowledge of the pat of the future that's why it's like i don't know taking out specific ships interesting yeah okay yeah we'll see yeah we shall see we shall see friends well i guess that's a good place for us to leave it yeah thanks for joining us soyagers mm-hmm. be well travel safe and uh Go get yourself a nice cold Diet Coke. Nice, refreshing, hydrating Diet Coke. Indeed. <laughs> Thanks for checking with us, soy boys, girls, and other worldly beings. Hang, Hang dong, dong and shocker. shocker.
soy, 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 Timey Radio, you're listening to in that cave. You're listening to it, and here's the stories of Dr. Chaotica and Dr. Proton. Dr. Proton, more like Dr. Prostate. <laughs> he likes it to stretch and gape. <laughs> Use two fingers to test the health and may make you come. <laughs> uh, I don't know where's that song. Use two fingers to tell us my health. Use three fingers for make me gum on the shelf. <laughs> Specifically that shelf I have there to collect your specimens. <laughs> That's my cum shelf. Welcome to my cum shelf. It's my favorite item I have in my home. It's a very well-known medical f- procedure. There's nothing weird about it. Just come on the shelf. Please. Please. I'm begging you. I need this in my life right now. <laughs> if you don't do it, I'm gonna <laughs> myself. That's what I'm living for. Please. <laughs>